Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we are starting season three off with one of my good friends, Zach Levitt. He's a fellow running YouTuber and content creator. We talk a lot about what it's like being a creator in the running YouTube space specifically, and he also is now running the Chicago Marathon in October. So we talk a little bit about his training and everything, and it was a really fun episode just catching up with Zach. I haven't talked to him in a while, so hopefully you guys enjoy today's episode. I'm excited to start season three, and I hope you guys are too. So we're going to have some fun episodes this season over the next couple months, and I'm really excited. So make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's just at Combos over cold brew pod and you guys can give me guest recommendations because honestly I feel like I've had on a lot of people from the running world and I definitely want to branch out a little bit from my inner circle so if you guys have any good guest recommendations for anyone that you want to hear from on the podcast feel free to send those over in the podcast dms don't forget to rate and review on apple podcast if you enjoy this podcast I just love reading your guys reviews yeah so let's get to it today's episode is brought to you by inside tracker inside tracker has been one of my podcast sponsors for a while now and that is because I absolutely love them. When you love doing what you love, like running, like racing, like enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. And Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. For me personally, I just love seeing the data and everything that's going on inside my body. Like, I would have had no idea that I was low on vitamin D until I started working with Inside Tracker, and I'm slowly working my way up, and I'm definitely way more inclined to be taking my vitamin D supplement every day, and it's super cool to see my levels going up just with using Inside tracker science backed trackable action plan has really helped me out with that inside tracker tracks your progress every day every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer healthier life for a limited time you can get 25 percent off the entire inside tracker store just go to insidetracker.com slash emma that is insidetracker.com slash emma go get 25 percent off because change is the inside job now let's get straight into today's episode excited to have you on finally I feel like this is a long time coming I'm sure everyone was expecting this episode at some <laughs> point so we're kicking off season three um with a good youtuber special oh yeah <laughs> to I'm start, stoked to be here yeah to start off do you want to just give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are and what you're about if people don't already know who you are <laughs> well I'm Zach I'm 21 I'm from Virginia I now live in LA and I'm basically a running YouTuber and I run and I do YouTube and I do internet stuff. And I like to call myself an entrepreneur. And I once traveled across the country in a sprinter van while trying to qualify for the Olympic trials. I missed by a couple of minutes, but now I'm working on my next marathon. Maybe there's even more in the future. I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. Emma. We might have to discuss this. I don't know. 
Yeah, wait, I'm okay. I'm so curious because the last time that we saw each other was um in February before the Nike L or February 2020 before the yeah. Nike LA half marathon, which got canceled because of COVID. And then yeah. I feel like it's just been a whirlwind of the year. And I mean, I've been following to see what you've been doing. And then you said that you were going to be running the Chicago marathon. And I'm, I'm just curious, like, how was that going? <laughs> and what made you say yes to the opportunity? I know that you said no. I was like, Emma, are you going to say yes? Like, let's do this. I just, I didn't feel <laughs> mentally prepared to run a marathon at this point in time. Hey, I respect that. I respect that. Um, what made me decide was really like, I hadn't had any motivation to run for so long. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, like I should probably get off my butt and run for once. And I wanted to sign up for a race anyway. So I was like, mm, this is like a great opportunity to do it for free. And um, so I was like, heck, let's do it. And then I'm I'm now locked in. I'm running a marathon in Chicago. Yeah, yeah to explain, like Nike gives people, the op- like media people, the opportunity to run the Chicago Marathon, um, like a certain amount of people every year. So yeah. that's what I did back in 2019 when I ran the Chicago Marathon. And now Zach She's is way doing cooler. it. She did it a long time ago. Yeah, so I already <laughs> did it. So now it's Zach's turn. Um, to yeah. experience the Chicago Marathon. It's a great course. It's very flat. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And I don't really have any tips for you because I feel like you're going to be fine. And you've already run <laughs> marathon before, so you're really going to be fine. Yeah. Since I've already run one, I'm like really preparing mentally for it because after that one, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can run for like the rest of my life. I'm so in pain. Uh, but now I'm like coming with it or coming into it with like a fresher mindset because I haven't raced or run seriously in a long time. And I'm like getting really deep into training. Like basically I went from running like zero miles a week to like 62 and then like 74 and then now I'm gonna like go even harder this week and then basically I'm just going so hard right now yeah okay I was looking on your Strava and I was like what on earth is this training (laughs) zero to 60 miles a week I was like couldn't be me I don't know how (laughs) yeah it's uh definitely not advised I saw some comments like Zach was probably like logging stuff outside of Strava you know like he's he's ready for this all this stuff and i was like hmm, i wish guys i wish like you know i was like wait so okay, know? wait what made you decide on that number like you're just like okay i'm gonna run 60 miles or were you just doing like whatever feels good on the day well there's the nike coach and you know she was like hey you know maybe run like 30 40 miles this week i was like dog there's like seven weeks till the marathon i need to get in shape like i was like i need to get in good shape i'm not trying to just jog this thing yeah. and so i just started like devising this own training in my in my mind, I was like, I want to hit a hundred mile a week, you know, like I want to get Whoa! back. <laughs> and then I was like, what's the quickest way to get there? And I was like, oh, just get to 70, 80 really quickly. And then you can kind of make that jump slowly over the next like two, three weeks. And then you can come down for marathon week. And this is like, you know, this is like when you need a disclaimer on like a video <laughs> or be like, do not try this at home. Like, yeah, I feel like no the one worst should try advice ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do not jump up to 70 miles a week and don't try to get to 100 miles a week from zero in seven weeks. Yeah, my cumulative like yearly mileage was at like 350, 400 before the marathon, before I started training eight months into the year. And now I'm like, hmm, I might run like 500 miles in seven weeks before my marathon. <laughs> like, oh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. So what's the goal? Um, I realistically set the goal in my mind of like, low 230s you know like yeah i was like uh 
you know, I honestly have no clue where I'm at, but I've done some long runs where I felt really confident running like 540s and stuff like that. So I'm like, if I scale back to six, kind of chill out for a little while, maybe kick it in at the end. Like I could run maybe low 230s if I'm feeling good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, your long runs have been impressive. Like your Strava's definitely, you. I think, impressed me and a lot of other people. Just coming, <laughs> coming from zero miles. <laughs> oh, I swear, training. Okay, this is not fact tested. This is not scientifically proven. But I swear, sometimes I feel like training is just only cumulative. Like sometimes I feel like all it takes is like three weeks to get back to where you were, and then okay. you're like right okay. there. You're like a hundred percent there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will debate this till the end i honestly feel like guys have a way easier time getting back in shape i don't know what it is but i feel like girls a lot of the time my college team and i used to talk about this like i don't know what it is like you guys just can bounce back so fast and i feel like a lot of the time we have a harder time but maybe that's just <laughs> me complaining but there's oh i, I cannot that's it a takes fair a argument three that's weeks. a fair argument <laughs> three weeks to feel better than like horrid on a run but i would I not feel like say the best weeks. i've ever felt in my life and i'm like two weeks into training no get out you're right i'm like dang maybe i'm gonna beat my pr i don't really know but like do you actually think that no not this time but like the more i run i'm like man maybe i should like try to make the olympics in the fall or like in a couple years in like uh, in the fall <laughs> yeah not that fit yet not that fit yet but i'm like yeah. well they only run like five minute miles like if i could bring my chilling fast running at like 540 down to five minutes for like 10 miles maybe i have a shot and i'm like mm, yeah who knows well- you can start with the Chicago, the little Yeah, yeah, we gotta start small, okay. Yeah, yeah. Start with the Rust Buster and then maybe think about the Olympics later. <laughs> it was like, oh god, he's gonna experience so much pain. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I haven't like raced a marathon all out. Like Chicago for me wasn't it wasn't all out. I mean, I didn't go from the gun, you know. I I didn't yeah. want to bonk or like die. So I definitely ran it smart, but I I don't know, I give a lot of credit to people that just go from the gun and like run six minute miles for 26 miles like I just don't yeah. I don't understand it's just like painful it just sounds awful to hear to the ears but uh it's kind of know. fun though like the marathon experience is definitely fun for sure for sure I think it's like a unique group of people that come together and it's like this weird like cult around just like hurting your body for 26 miles and you're like oh yeah yeah no it is I then I think it's kind of like the thing about ultra running too i'm sure it's just like this unique for sure group of people that really likes to go through pain for fun <laughs> and like it, i don't know it's just so different than competitive running at least like my experience i mean i wasn't on the elite side so i don't know what elite marathoning looks like but like um just coming from the people that were running 3 30 like me in the marathon i don't know it was just so fun yeah. to be on the starting line i'm like this is so different than like lining up at like NCAA cross country, you know, and I don't know. I really like the yeah. Vibes. There it's like cutthroat. You're gonna like get stepped on by somebody's spike if you're yeah, not careful. Yeah, people like, will elbow me to the ground at the start of the marathon. They're like passing around a beer. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. My type of event. Shots at mile twenty two. I'm like, what is this? Also, ew. Like, this is a running race. <laughs> yeah, I will never understand that. I'm like, mile twenty two, nothing's going down yeah <laughs> it's going down it's coming back up yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so, so sure. you're just training yourself yeah well I mean technically the Nike coach is training me but I mean yeah I'm training myself just because well I think, because I mean you know your limits you know 
Yeah, and I feel like if she advised me to do this, like, and I get injured, she'd probably feel pretty bad. But, like, if I advise myself, I'm like, well, you know, it was my own decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, what coach is going to do. <laughs> I don't know what coach is advising you to jump up that much. But, you know, if it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out if it works, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what There's do you have to lose, weeks. though? You know? Yeah, for real. I'm like, well, worst case, I'll just jog it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll just make it to the starting line. That's, like, the... The for goal. sure for yeah. sure yeah Take what have been the biggest shots. uh challenges for training so far the biggest challenges have probably just been locking in like before the 62 and then 74 mile week it was just like realizing that i had a marathon to run was really hard i was like mm-hmm. you know like i've got 14 weeks like i can ease into this got a little bit of achilles pain let's rock with this whatever but then like making the switch to like really training was huge for me because it's like this old mindset of like when I was training for my last marathon and in college training, when you're just like, I've got to run 10 miles today and just get it done and it's going to hurt and I'm going to be sore all day. And then I'm going to run again tomorrow and do the exact same thing. So that was hard to like switch over to. And then really that might be the only thing, like everything else just kind of comes with it. Um, But it's been really nice making that switch. I will say. What's nice about it? I don't know. I feel like before I had a lack of structure in my life. Like I just, you know, like it's oh, easy when you don't run, Fully. you know, like you're like, oh, I've got the whole day. Like I can do whatever. And then when you're running, you're like, okay, I have to like structure my day in some way to get this run in. Because if it's like nine o'clock, you're probably not running yet. Like, like if it's nine o'clock at night, you're like, well, I guess today we'll just take it off. Oh, it's and- like you're at nine o'clock in the morning. I was like, no. hey, speak for yourself. I'll run after 9 a.m. But yeah, no, after 9 no, like- a.m., I'm not running. I've done that a handful of times, so I will say. But that was in yeah. college, like when I really had to get it done. Like when I would grinding, be at 24 grinding. hour fitness at 11.30 p.m. running. And I was like, what is wrong with me? I procrastinated way too much today. But I got exactly. it done. But, but Emma got it done. Let it, let it be known. Emma got it done. Yep. Back Keep in like 2016 or something. So yeah. <laughs> I got my six mile running. Oh, heck yes. Yeah. But yeah, like basically just, um, you know, I feel like it's been interesting because it's allowed me to like work better. Like I just have this like structure and it allows me to then like be more effective in my work. Mm-hmm. Although I'm more tired, like there's something about being tired for me that helps me be less ADHD. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, like I'm tired. Let me just sit down at my desk and do work. Like, whereas before I would just be like, oh my gosh, what's happening today? Let me go do some stuff. Uh, yeah. And then like, you know, I'd get distracted and not do my work. So I'm like, oh, it's not yeah. the worst to be tired. Yeah. Every so day. What, so, okay. Before you started training, like what was a day in the life like for you over the past year? Ooh, that's hard. Every day <laughs> looked different. Oh my gosh. For a while, it was like surfing and then maybe going for like a jog or something, you know, back when like four miles was like a good run for me. You know, I was like, wow, got a good four mile jog in. Then I'd probably just like sit down at my desk for like a majority of the day and like think or maybe do some stuff or maybe edit some stuff or maybe record a podcast or maybe record a video or maybe like it was all just a lot of maybes in the day where I was just like, I'm going to sit down and try to work. But like, I feel like I didn't have too much direction so i've just like pitter-patter around on my computer and just be doing things mm-hmm. and not really accomplishing much but i got a lot of thinking in i read a lot at the start of the year but like i don't know i feel like i wasn't necessarily like working really hard on things that i cared about as much as i wanted to but i was kind of like you know la type speak i was finding myself you know okay I was finding myself. okay 
<laughs> yeah well i feel like a lot of people that don't do what we do like content creation a lot of the time don't really understand i guess the challenges of the job sure. because a lot of people think oh you're a youtuber like that's an easy job but i i wouldn't it has its own challenges like yes they're definitely pros obviously like, the freedom to do what you please or like create the content that you want to create but it's like consistently coming up with content at least yes. one time a week is way harder than people think especially when you don't have like something like the vlog squad around you where everyone else yeah. is making the content <laughs> yeah like if it's just like you and i it's i don't know how much can you do on your own at that exactly point? yeah i feel like i made this analogy last week because i was reading this book called the lean startup and i was like being a youtuber is like running a startup but like it's only you on the team like in a startup there's like you know a couple people you got people who do different things but as a youtuber it's weird because like you have to be like the idea committee you have to be like the production committee you have to be the filming crew you have to be the marketing team you have to be the editor you have to be like all these different hats and it's like really daunting because like you have to go through the whole process of making the video and think of the video and then like you finish and you're like oh my gosh this is great and they're like oh wait, I have to post another video in three days. Let's, we got to like do this all again. I have to come up with another great idea. And like after finishing, like coming up with a great idea is so hard because you're like, that was like my best idea. And with the goal of like making every video your best, you're like, how am I going to come up with a better idea than the one I just came up with? Yeah. And then you're like, whoa. And you're yeah. just doing so much. You're like, yeah. it's a exactly. multifaceted and, job. And I think for me, like after college, I've just had a hard time finding that direction again because like obviously- I started my channel as like a college athlete so that my direction was basically given to me because I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah. But then after college, like, I mean, the marathon was great because I it was like you. It's just something that you can focus on and that takes up so much of your time and yeah. that people are interested in. But like beyond that, I feel like I've had a lack of direction because I just don't really know what motivates me or like what yeah. I really want to film. And I feel like that's where a lot of my inconsistency comes from is because I don't really know what my purpose is i guess on youtube is yeah. um but maybe it's a you weird feel thing the, i mean maybe into. you felt the same way it's just a weird feeling for sure i mean like it's weird because most people don't have to like face this idea of like what am what value do i provide to the world like what who am i like what is my brand you know and like thinking about your value and then realizing that you like don't really like this realization you don't that, really well, have any. that much you know like most people are all the same like most youtubers are just another person and like you realize you're like mm, i don't know i'm just me and then it's like this weird place where you're like whatever i create is dependent on me but also like who am i like you start to question who you are and like what you're about and you're like i don't know my whole identity has been tied to this running thing for so long but i'm like am i still a runner like am i any of these things you know like i i'm sure you can resonate with that a lot Oh, I mean, definitely. And I think that's something I've like really dealt with, especially over the last year. It's like, I don't really know. I don't even really know who I am. You know, I feel like I held yeah. on to that. That's how <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, I feel like I held on to the, my identity as like Emma, the organ runner through like 2019, like through the marathon. And then after that, it was just like, okay, I like literally need to figure out what I enjoy outside of running because yeah. <laughs> I'm not that person anymore you know? Yeah. I don't know. And it, I think Which it's created inconsistency for me on YouTube, especially, but I like love my podcast because I still love running at the end of the day. Like I love talking sure. about running. I love like, I don't know. I feel like my background is in running. So I just like to hang out with yeah. runners and like, I have a lot in common with them, obviously. 
Um, yeah. And I like to hear people's stories, but for like me personally, it's just hard to like create another story, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel yeah. like a thing that I've had to grapple with and like, I'm not sure about you, but like trying to figure out how to like pivot what I'm doing has been like really hard, but interesting. Cause it's like, you realize you like get into these traps of doing the same thing where you're like questioning yourself and then you go back into it and then you question yourself and then you go back into it. And then you're like, I, I just keep going in this loop. And like, there's that like quote or whatever, like insanity is doing the same thing over and over oh, again. Yeah. Without realizing. I'm, I'm, and I'm like, if, that's if, my life. If that is true, I am actually insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I am definitely insane. I would say according to that definition. I mean, I think we all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like trying to figure out how to like shift that course has been like something I've been trying to think about and like trying to figure out what course I've been on and like what course I moved to and then what how I fall back into that and then how to escape that a little complicated and jumbled but you know what I mean like figuring out the escape route has been like important for me the escape route (laughs) well I think it's just like it's figuring out how to take your audience with you to other areas of life because it's yeah especially on YouTube it's like running YouTube is pretty small so I don't know. And I feel like, especially after college, a lot of people figure out other things that they're interested in. Um, But a lot of like YouTube viewers are people that are younger that want to see running content. So I don't know. (laughs) I I completely understand though, because I feel like I will always be in that like running world, even though like I really care about running. I feel like it's not my whole life anymore. Like it was when I started YouTube. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah though I haven't really I mean like I always wanted to, to be a part of my life and my yeah. channel though too like I feel yeah. you for sure yeah so like ideally what would you want to like pivot to like what's your goal with the YouTube? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't really know fully yet it's more just like a more large-scale approach to running YouTube or like you know potentially like more I don't know like it's hard because like the entertaining like content like purely entertainment content just feels kind of like soulless to me you know sometimes well that's like, like that's why i i don't think i could ever just be that person that makes youtube videos that to like go viral just because yeah. i don't i don't yeah i don't really think there's like a purpose and i don't really care to be that much of an entertainer like i'm not yeah i don't want to i don't even know what it is like i obviously people appreciate Emma, you those provide videos, value to the world i just feel like they're i want it to be more meaning behind my content for sure no for sure for sure no I agree fully like I feel the same way where it's like you know I could try and make entertaining content but like sometimes at the end of the day you like sit there after creating and you're like wow that was like really cool but you're like I don't know what that gave to anybody like they're just gonna sit there and waste 10 minutes watching this and feel as empty as I do right now potentially So I'm okay, like, I'm, I think I'm curious, like to kind of expand on that, like, do you think social media is a good thing or do you think it's, it's <laughs> harmful? <laughs> See, I'm like the, the worst influencer or whatever. Like, I don't like to brand myself as that, but you know, like, I don't brand I... myself as that. <laughs> <laughs> although it's like my life. Um, okay. You uh, know, you're definitely not the worst influencer. Are you <laughs> no, I like hate instagram and like all that stuff but i love using it so it's like this weird thing where i'm like i understand the implications of what i'm doing but there's something about like being an og instagram user that i just like love scrolling on the feed and like i've loved watching youtube my entire life Mm -hmm. but i also have this like negative feeling towards social media for like the future generations because like 
I grew up playing outside. Like I did not have a phone for so long. I did not have a computer for so long. So like, I feel so much value from that time in my life. And I feel like I see so many kids these days that are like sitting inside or on their parents' phone at dinner. And I'm like, dude, this sucks that people are just on their phone at dinner. Like I make it a point to like, whenever I'm hanging out with friends, I like never have my phone on me. Like I'm like, I disappear. Like friends that text me, they probably just think I die because I don't respond for so long. If I'm <laughs> oh my friends. gosh. I had someone text me today. Are you okay? Because I just haven't <laughs> replied. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it? No, I mean, I, I feel the same way. And I feel like a lot of content just like har- like harms people. Maybe it's not intentionally, but I feel like it just makes people feel bad about themselves. And I am like, I'm honestly really worried for the future generation, especially with TikTok, just from like the things I see mm. on there. I'm like, this would be so bad for me. Like if I was back in high school, just with like some of the thing, like some of the things that are posted on there, I'm just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm just really curious and a little worried just to see how it affects people in the long run. Because, yeah, like you, I didn't grow up with social media. Like, in high school, there was no one, like, social media would barely existed. Like, Instagram, you know, you yeah. were posting pick stitches with heavy orders <laughs> with only yeah. your friends. You know, like, you I'd following... cap that or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd cap that pictures. Like, you're not, I don't know, you're not following these, like, Instagram models or, yeah. I don't know, looking at what everyone's doing every day. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I That's the thing I, like, grapple with with social media, and I... I don't think personally, like I put out harmful content at all. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would really say that. I hope. No, um, I think you put out good content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I do. I'm like the same way. I just don't think it's very great to be on it all day, but it's just so addicting and they make it that way that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's another reason why I just like, don't want to put out like, I don't know, entertainment content, content because I want to yeah. like actually help people. And that's the thing that I kind of like, deal with in my head when it comes to like being self-employed and stuff because I'm like how much is this really helping people and like on a day-to-day basis you know it's just me myself and I working for myself and I I don't really think I see anything like I don't I don't know I'm not interacting with people so it's kind of hard to see like the value in the things that I'm putting out um for sure yeah so I don't know I I, I don't think about this too much and I think I have too much alone time because I think about it way too much <laughs> I I feel that fully I feel that fully it's so easy to like get caught in those traps and think about things like that you're just like ah what's yeah. happening <laughs> have you ever thought about getting a regular job or do you want to like do the um entrepreneur route for life um I don't think I've ever like seriously thought about getting a real job like sometimes you just have like so many projects fail in a row and you're like hmm dang, it would be so easy to have like a normal job and just like chill. But I just, I had a conversation over the summer with Bashir, my friend. And I was like, I just don't think it's the life that I could do. Like, I just don't think I can physically do that, you know? And like, I think the largest capacity of a real job would be like in startup that like I would consider for sure. Like I've done a few opportunities where it's like, hmm, maybe I'll take this like in this like startup type role. But I haven't like seriously considered any of them just because I'm really focused on like building my own startup or like building my own YouTube channel or like, you know, working for myself or like having people work with me, you know? Yeah. Did you you? start? Did you? Oh, well, (laughs) I like structure and I think that's what I've talked over the last couple of years. So I definitely am like, I would definitely consider it and I have considered it. Um, I just think, especially like with the experience I've had over the last couple of years, like it would need to be a certain like specific role just because for sure, I don't know, like 
you're specialized <laughs> yeah i'm just well it's just niche it's like niche yeah. experience i like create i have like a podcast and a youtube channel so hey people value that you're a pro marketer yeah but it, i don't know like i've thought about uh. being like social media manager and stuff but um I like interviewed for this one job and I'm just like, I'm not qualified because I don't have the yeah. corporate experience. So it's just, I think it would have to be a, a certain like specific role. I just don't know what it is yet. So for sure, for sure. I don't know, but I, I really, I miss like having someone give me structure yeah. and you're like, <laughs> you like thrive in a startup um, situation. It seems like, but yeah. I don't, I don't really know, honestly, what I would thrive in. <laughs> yeah hey it's 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 a weird thing to like know or find out you know yeah but i feel like this is i mean this is young 20s yeah you can do whatever you want life's, yeah life's fun <laughs> yeah i mean you're still really young you're only 21 i'm 24 so <laughs> slightly young yeah well why did you start your channel like did you start your channel with the intent of it becoming your job um i don't know like it's weird because I definitely started it just for fun. I was like, oh, like I'm about to go into this fun period of my life. Like, let me just document what I'm doing, which happened to be mostly running. Um, but in the back of my mind, when I made my first video, like I made my first video like three times because I was like, I need this to be like perfect. You know, I need all these videos to be perfect. Like, uh, because I wanted to be really good. Like I felt like at the time I was like good at editing and like I just got a new camera that would allow me to, you know, make really good videos. And I was like, I think I could like, be pretty good at this but I didn't really know the scope of like how large it could be you know so at some point I like realized oh this could be like a really good thing like when I hit like 10k a, se a semester and I was like hmm, maybe like this could be a thing you know yeah. started to what consider it more seriously what was like the video or I guess the time period where you kind of knew you're like this could be like this will be my full-time career or it like gave you the courage to be like okay I'm not gonna get a job I'm going to drop out of college and I'm going to make YouTube full-time. I feel like just through the second semester of my first year of college, I like started gaining more and more views. And I had a viral video like at the start of my second semester. And like, I just had all these views coming in. And on the low, I was like monetizing, you know, like, I, you know, you're not, you weren't allowed to back in the day. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I'm a rule breaker sometimes. But I was like, this is a okay. Don't rule. do that. If you're oh, I guess now it probably now you guys can. <laughs> yeah. But I just realized that like nobody would pick up on what I was doing if I like did it on the like lowest monetization settings because like YouTube already put ads on videos. So okay. I put ads on my videos at the lowest setting, so it looked like YouTube put them on, put them on, but I was putting them on. And basically, like, I made, like, $800 the first month of, like, monetizing. And I was like, whoa. I was like, this is more than I made the past two summers at the bike shop. I was like, dang, like, that's crazy. I was like, yeah. this is some real money. And so, like, I quickly realized just, like, how these views translated to dollars. And I was like, well, if at, like, any rate of growth, you know, like, if I posted twice a week, you know, like, $1,600 a week and the, or a month. Now I was like, well, like, you know, if I lived really lean, I could like live off that. And then at the time I didn't know as much about like YouTube business and stuff like that, but like it would grow a lot from there, I assumed. So I just kind of took the leap of faith at some point after seeing the numbers. I had yeah. the nice part of seeing the numbers. I was like, well, you know, it already yeah. looks kind of nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have any doubts where you're like, uh oh, maybe I didn't make the right decision? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think that. Uh, especially initially I had this like immense wave of confidence you know and 
when I kind of let the channel chill a little bit, like when I, you know, didn't post as much and stuff like that, I was like, dang, like maybe the channel's like dead. I don't know. Like, you know, I've had those thoughts, but I never really felt like I made the wrong decision because like, even if like YouTube wasn't doing well, like my other businesses or things that I were working on that I was working on were like doing really well. So like usually when the channel's doing bad, it means that like some other part of my life is doing really well. And so it was kind of interesting because like I would always be winning in some way. So I never felt like I was, you know, losing by dropping out of college. I'm like, I always have had this idea that like by the time I graduated, which would be at the end of this year, I want to be making like over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, if I got a degree from William and Mary, got a basic job, it'd be probably like around there. So like that was my metric. And I feel like I've done really well for myself considering everything and so I'm like well like I feel really good about my decision considering that like most of my friends are still just getting drunk every weekend maybe every week and weekend and like just chilling in college like I feel like I've gotten a huge head start and it like feels good to like have already gone through the struggles of like being a real adult in this world which is like a really cool and weird thing to have to struggle through yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense today's episode is brought to you by Green Chef Green Chef is the first USDA-certified organic meal kit company, and they make eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or you're just looking to eat healthier like me, there's a range of recipes to suit any kind of diet or preference. I've been working with Green Chef over the last couple months, and let me tell you, I am their biggest fan. Whenever a box arrives at my door, ooh, I just know I'm going to be eating good for that week. All the ingredients are handpicked and delivered right to your door, contact-free, so you can let Green Chef do the meal planning, grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week. So simple, so easy. Meals take about 30 minutes, which is definitely doable, even for someone like me, who I feel like lives a very busy lifestyle. And Green Chef's expert chefs design flavorful recipes for your lifestyle that go way beyond ordinary substitutions. Every single one of their recipes is immaculate. I have yet to try one that I didn't like, so I highly recommend Green Chef, honestly. They're now owned by Hello fresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from there's something for everyone so i like to switch between the brands just depending on how my taste buds change if you guys are interested go to greenchef.com slash coldbrew100 and use code coldbrew100 to get 100 off including free shipping that is greenchef.com slash coldbrew100 and use code coldbrew100 to get 100 off including free shipping now let's get back into the episode what would yeah. you say are like the your best benefits of being self-employed I think that the best benefits are that I just live like it's the summer. Like this sounds pretty <laughs> awful, but like when you're like a kid in elementary school, high school, whatever, and you get the summer break and you're like, oh, I can do whatever now. Like I can take a road trip down to like the beach or I can I can go hang out with friends. It's like that, but you just happen to have to work all the time <laughs> because like being self-employed is this like double-edged sword where like you're never working, but you're also always working. And so it's like, ah, it's like weird to grapple with. But most of the time, it just feels like summer. I'm just like, I wake up, I'm like, whatever time I want to, you know, I stayed up a little late, got to sleep in a little bit. And yeah. then you just do your things, you know? Yeah. And the fun. world is your oyster. You know, you can, you wake up and you're like, okay, what, <laughs> what do I want to do today? You know? And was like, I'm going to Hawaii today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a planned vacation. So. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't on the way I wake up. Like, I think I'm gonna fly to Hawaii today. Uh, that's a pretty nice perk of being self-employed, you know. Yeah, Don't have to tell your boss, boss, I'm taking two vacation. weeks off. Like, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, even when I was there, I was like, it's like you're never not working. You know, there's always in the back of your mind. You're like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. I mean, I think that's in any job these days, though. Like, I feel like it's kind of rare to just be able to leave the job at work. I feel like a lot of people take it home with them these days, especially if you're working from home. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. Modern age. (laughs) What are uh, some cons of being self-employed? Cons are that. You know, really, the only boss is yourself. So it kind of sucks sometimes when you can't hold yourself accountable. And also, I think a big, like, negative point is that people don't necessarily respect it as much as, like, having a job. Like, when you're at your job, like, people are like, oh, they're at their job for the next eight hours. Whereas when you're chilling at home, just doing whatever, like, working in quotes, people are like, oh, you want to go do this? And you're like, well, I'm, like, working, you know? And, like, people respect it, but... I feel like you have to set these boundaries and be like, no, this is like my work time. Yeah. And so it's like hard to like micromanage yourself and like create this schedule that people respect. So yeah. like that's kind of like a weird. Yeah, that's thing. actually really true. Cause I'd be like, I'm working. People are like, okay, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because like, like people they really question wanna... that every time I tell them that. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm like sitting at my kitchen table watching YouTube doing research, of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doing research. <laughs> Watching Zach's latest YouTube video, (laughs) research. Studying the market, of course. (laughs) Studying the market, studying the trends. Yeah, of course. Duh. Um, People get asked those questions. What are some challenges of like being in the public eye? Ooh, Uh, I feel like sometimes I can't do the most rambunctious things. You know, do you want to do the most rambunctious things? Who knows? I mean, sometimes you just want to scream out and shout, you know, uh, but then you can't, you know, like this car like almost hit me yesterday when I was running. They were like in the bike lane and I was just running. I was like, when are you guys going to move out of this bike lane? And like they still didn't move. So I like scoot over last second and just smash their car. Like I punched it so hard and just flicked you them off. You punched their car? Yeah, they were going to hit me. I was oh. like, I was like, you're literally in the whole bike lane. And I was like, screw this. But I was like going to scream some stuff. I was like, like, but I didn't because I was like, maybe there's somebody around that'll see me. But that's just like a weird thing, you know? But really, like, I think the weirdest thing is that like realizing that people care about you is a weird thing to grapple with. Like there's these numbers on the screen, like, you know, 96,000 people, subscribers, whatever you want to call them. And you're like, okay, that's cool. A great number. And then when you meet somebody in person that like really values what you do, it's like so crazy. And like, I went on Spotify one day and I typed in like Zach Levitt just to see if there was like any playlist, you know, ego, whatever. (laughs) 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 And I looked and there were like three playlists that were like the Zach Levitt playlist. I was like, that's so weird that like people and it had like a hundred followers. I was like, I don't even have a single playlist that has more than like five followers. And these have like a hundred followers as this like private or like a separate playlist of just my music. I was like, that's so interesting. I was like, yeah. that's such a weird thing to like have happen. It's, well, it's just, yeah, it's hard to, when you're behind the screen to really realize that the number is a person. I don't yeah. know. It's and it. I think it's like a very niche thing to have to, and yeah. I guess yeah I don't know but I I definitely agree but I love meeting people in person because it, it that's what makes it like real for me because yeah like I said before it's I feel like I struggle with that disconnect where I feel like you know which is me myself and I but then when I meet someone in person I'm like okay this like like I wish I could just meet everyone in person yeah because <laughs> it, sure. would, it would mean so much to me to be able to like connect with each person outside of like being on a screen 
for sure or just being behind an instagram dm you know yeah it's hard like i i actually really kind of get anxious in those situations like i love it when people come up to me so like if anybody ever sees me you know whatever but i love it but i also get anxious because i'm like oh my gosh like do i have to be like I am who I am on the screen, but like sometimes I'm worried that people won't like love me as much as they love me in the videos or something. Well, yeah, I, I read something yesterday. It's like, don't like you should never meet your heroes or something. And it's yeah, kind of talking I've about that. that. It's like where you meet people and you, there's not what you expect. I'm like, do people think that of me? But I never really get anxious. I actually really enjoy it. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I once had like somebody recognize me when I was on a date and I was like, ooh, big clout. I was like, this is good. This is good. Oh, yeah. I didn't even what? time, like, I didn't even plan this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this one this isn't a setup <laughs> i was like i swear this is not a setup like i do like youtube and stuff um that's kind of yeah. crazy yeah. <laughs> i was like weirded out i was like that's so weird and crazy what, what did the person world. say on the date they're like oh i think they were just like shocked a little bit i like didn't say anything explicit or like or anything crazy i was just like mm, that was weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well uh where do you see like your channel going over the next five years? You've had a lot of twists and turns as Ooh. we both have. Um, so where do you see your like, like where, what is the ideal for you over the next couple of years? Mm. I think that, you know, I was at the orchestra the other night and. Oh, okay. As one does <laughs> casually, I do it often. So. And uh, you know, I was contemplating my channel throughout this entire orchestral set. <laughs> I don't even know if that's how you say it. I don't <laughs> like, know. wait, I, am I, I don't know any of these terms, honestly. But I was like chilling there and I was listening and I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I really feel like I need to run my channel like a startup. This is kind of going back to what I said earlier. And like run true to the core business, which is like this running channel, you know? But over time build in these like pivots where I like experiment with different like content styles that are still in line, but like, you know, slightly different, like per se, like Nick Simmons content or something like that. And I think that there's this like world in which I can move this running content into like these more holistic, like running slash life videos and like find a way to kind of mend that together. Like this guy named Jesse James West, who's like a big lifting yeah, slash the fitness guy. Yeah, the fitness guy. Exactly. Like people still associate him as like a lifting fitness guy, but in reality, like his YouTube videos are just like, you know, him asking girls questions. You know, really he's like an interviewer almost now. But I mean, he has more content styles than that. But you know, he took what he had and he over time evolved it into this cool thing through like tactical pivots, as you may want to call them. And so I think that there's like this world in which I can kind of mend it all together in this cool content that encapsulates who I am. And hopefully, you know, a lot of subscribers, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's a goal. Like that's a goal with it. Like trying to like, once the uh, audience plateaus on certain types of videos, my goal then is to like in introduce a pivot and see where that takes me. And then like, once that plateaus pivot and see where that takes me, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. So kind of like yeah. a tactical approach <laughs> yeah yeah you definitely need strategy for that sort of thing you need strategy for all of youtube though and that's for what sure I, yeah unless you're like a general vlogger which i don't know who really is anymore like you yeah. definitely need strategy yeah the general vlogger is like dead these days <laughs> i know i kind of miss that though i love vlogging like i just love watching i vlogs. know i know just like seeing behind the scenes of people's lives without having to make it like a big scene you know yeah bring back casey neistat 
Well, <laughs> I mean, now there is vlogging. I feel like it's just on TikTok. So just have to True. pivot platforms. Weird. I didn't even know that exists. Yeah. What? Wait, are you are you gonna try to get on TikTok? Or are you just <laughs> not even gonna attempt? I want to like try. I like so many of my friends and like people that are influential to me have been like dude, you just need to do it. And the problem is that like, once I finish editing, I'm like, do I edit another thing for TikTok? I'm like, ah, I'd rather go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I end up just like falling asleep or like chilling and I, I need to do it. I just- Well, the thing about TikTok is things. that you have to be so consistent like every single day that it just yeah. is daunting to me. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> Emma, you should start daily vlogging on TikTok. Oh. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I don't think I could I don't think I can balance it all I don't think I can balance I can't even do YouTube consistently these days so it's like <laughs> I can't balance YouTube podcast to Instagram yeah to yeah and I'm just like it's too I've I, I think I need to cut it off at some point <laughs> just hire somebody to follow you around and make TikToks of you you think <laughs> oh yeah I'd watch uh, three TikToks a day of just Emma three doing TikToks Emma. a day sheesh okay <laughs> yeah I need, to, I need to figure out what my strategy is with that Guys, Emma has a winter internship opening up very soon. Oh, TikTok yeah. manager. Um, I just created this job title, but yep. if you're in the New York area. Zach's going to be doing the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm putting exactly, that on you exactly. since you're putting out the job <laughs> listing. Perfect. Wow, we have a great organization going here. Yeah, there you go. We need to, <laughs> to collab again here soon. Because I feel like when we when we met up in New York during like the new york fashion week or whatever that was like actually really fun i feel like i enjoyed it was it so fun yeah that's what i like miss like i like interacting with people yes yes we yeah. need more collabs let's let's collaborate <laughs> we, need, we need to collab we go to like, new that york? sounds like i don't even know what that sounds like new york part yeah collaborate is like this weird awkward thing where you're like <laughs> we need but to collaborate i agree i agree i think we should make some cool stuff in new york or yeah. you know you are like two hours away in california that is true i'm in san diego right <laughs> now too far away are you in la right now i'm in la yeah okay that's nice that's good here that's good yeah <laughs> okay well <laughs> to not get too off topic and stop talking about a job listing that doesn't exist um <laughs> I kind of, okay, really quick. I like want to touch on because so many people now are like going to, I just know that people are going to try to become content creators or like yeah. start working at that. Cause obviously now with the, it's NIL, I think whatever I the, the rule is for yeah. now people can make money off of their name, image, and likeness, which is new uh, um, as of this year. Um, so how would you like, if you were starting right now, what would you do? To like I would the brand and make money off of your name, image, and likeness. Mm. Yeah, I I think that especially for people that are at big name schools, I actually gave this advice to Charles Hicks. He was making these YouTube videos and he's like a great runner at Stanford. And his videos were getting like, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand views. And I was like, dude, I've got a viral video for you. <laughs> Day in the life of a track runner at Stanford. I swear it got like a million views. I told him to do this and like two weeks later he made it viral like twenty thousand new subscribers so i think like utilizing the school you're at and sharing that experience is just so huge because so many kids in high school depending on your sport like every single sport has a bunch of people that want to see it want to see what the life at x college is like yeah and so it doesn't, it doesn't really even have cool to be to a stanford it. or like 
in Oregon. Yeah. It could be any school. Like I feel like I did have William and Mary and people liked it. <laughs> yeah, in any any level at any school, I feel like people are interested in. So for sure. For sure. I mean, every school has so many kids that go there that there's so many people looking at you. Yeah. You know? And so it's cool because like if you are a runner in college, then you already have this cool title and this cool thing that you do that most people don't do. You have this thing that nobody else has. And so like just genuinely sharing your life and like your experience in it, which is the easiest way to go about making YouTube videos, which I would highly advise for, you know, starting out because you don't want to have to deal with all the stupid stuff of like existential crises and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't <laughs> want to be like us. Yeah. No, I would, I would, I definitely recommend that. Like yeah. the student athlete life is something that people are really interested in, especially now. I feel like it's becoming bigger and bigger and especially in the running world, like it's just starting yes. to take off. So I would say, right now like capitalize on it because you know back when we were making it there was only a couple and i feel like now yeah. you just see more and more people whether it's like on tiktok or on youtube but it's still in it's like really early days i know so for sure yeah and like the student athlete experience is something that people are really interested in and it's also really structured so i think it just yes. gives a lot of people like the ability to make good content so i would 100%. definitely recommend capitalizing on that and then some like small tips would be just to stay really consistent like yeah. have a schedule and hold to it which is key and then as well with consistency like kind of keep your content in the same lane like if you are a running blogger about running you know making videos about cameras might be fun but your audience is not going to like it typically not to like pinhole you guys but i would say like a big thing that i learned quickly was that like you know people come for a thing and if you want to move away from that thing you got to do it like slowly yeah. you don't want to go from selling batteries at a grocery store to selling just pressed juice at your grocery store you know people would be like i need my batteries why is there only pressed juice at this grocery store <laughs> and that's what you're doing to the, these audiences if you just start selling only pressed juice yeah so i would say like just stay consistent in like every aspect and make things that feel fun just do it so it feels fun and don't worry about like your gear or anything like iMovie and the iphone are really all you need. To That's what I Emma's the testament. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> you don't need, and you don't need to be a good editor. I'm not. I still am <laughs> not a good editor. However many yeah. years later, I started in 2017. Four years later now, <laughs> I'm still not a good editor. So yeah, iMovie and your iPhone is all you need. And don't. I would say the, another tip is don't go into it with the like goal of making a ton of money because yeah. you're gonna get discouraged quick because it takes a while yeah yeah but i think also being a student athlete like i wasn't really focused on it from the start because i think i was so distracted with like my running i wasn't really worrying about the money aspect it was more yeah. just like an element to my life that was fun and that's what it needs to be to be sustainable like if you're going into it being like i want to become rich and famous then it's not going to be sustainable because you're going to get discouraged really quickly <laughs> for sure and like don't sell out your audience too soon another just small tip like you know, if you're doing brand deals with like 100 subscribers, it's going to feel a little bit weird, you know, that you're already trying to cash the bag or whatever you want to say. Cash like, the bag. Cash the bag. Yeah. <laughs> like the thing is that like, it's better to just build out passion. And then yeah. like eventually when you're like, oh, I need a couple dollars. Um, now I have 20,000 subscribers. Maybe I can ask a company for a couple hundred bucks and get some extra money for beer on the weekend. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> whatever you do. <laughs> beer on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough um okay well i don't want to keep you for too long but i have some questions to close out the episode oh yes uh have you a lot of people asked have you ever had any major injuries and maybe they're asking because you're jumping from 
zero mouth because I have to do that without getting injured. Um, I've had one major injury, which was like my Achilles. I had Achilles tendonitis when I was in eighth grade, and it lasted for eight months. And I was super, super down bad. You know, to use that. Were you running on it? No, I ran on it before I knew it was Achilles tendonitis, and then I was like growing at the time, like getting much taller. So I like couldn't heal like it couldn't heal it was like growing and it was like stretched and it was like torn and it was like and uh, all these like huge problems with it and so it just took a long time to heal and I saw this like magical doctor after seeing like five and he just fixed me but it sucked and it still lives with me today because like that's the thing that still annoys me because like the tendons like don't heal back amazingly weirdly enough so that much blood flow to the Achilles area either exactly so like once I damaged it ever since like whenever I get back into running I have to like struggle through like a lot of Achilles stuff and then I'm back and it's cool okay. but yeah one you have big any Achilles injury. strengthening exercises that you do or do you just kind of like go <laughs> one big thing is that for me I realize a lot of it is in my calves so I just okay. roll out my calves really hard and I wear compression socks when I run when my calves are sore so I just kind of like look after the calves because it all relays to the Achilles but, you know, calf raises are always good. But sometimes, like, when your Achilles is really inflamed, if you do them too hard, like, it'll inflame them more. So yeah, a lot of times worse. I avoid it. Yeah. I, like, I kind of just try and work on the recovery side more than anything. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. What are your favorite shoes to run in? My favorite shoes to run in? Right now, well, I like the fast shoes. So I like the next percents, some of my favorite shoes. And then training, I've been training the pegs. I don't know if they're the best. I just got them for free and I've been running in them. So it's kind of just, I don't like, I, I used to be super tactical about the shoes I run in, but now it's just like, eh, like for trainers, I feel like all of them are really good. So like the Mach 4, the Clifton, like great shoes. But, you know, for faster days, like my long runs, I always wear a fast shoe. So like the next percents or something like that. And sometimes for workout days, I wear another type of fast shoe, but yeah. I don't have like any, I just have a lot of shoes. So I just, yeah, kinda... I have so many shoes this day and age. And yeah. I just, it doesn't, I don't even wear the same one every single day. I just pick one. Yeah. You're just I'm like, like, whatever one looks cool today. Yeah. I like pink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Whatever matches my outfit. <laughs> whatever matches my outfit. Exactly. Do you know which ones you're going to race in? I think on the sheet where we requested what shoes we want, I put down the next percent. I'm kind of questioning if I want to run in the alpha fly, but I've always loved the next percent so much. So the second gen looks really cool. I'm like, oh, I mean, I don't think I can go wrong really anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Either but one is good. I one love of those the alpha two. flies though. The alpha flies literally feels like moon shoes. It's crazy. It's so good. It's yeah. I swear those two shoes are the most elite shoes ever. Like, I mean, it's they're just a revolutionary. I don't understand how they're made like that, but I'm like, <laughs> I like them. I've run in so many competitors, and I rank them as just like tempo shoes. Yeah, like I've never run in one that even got close to comparing. But I haven't run in the Adidas ones. Apparently, they're really good. I don't know. We'll I mean, I've run in the Adidas ones. They're good. They're, they're good? solid. That's good though. <laughs> I would say they're like they're equivalent to the next presents. Like mm. I would say that they're they're very good, but the Alpha Fly is just a next level shoe. Yeah, they they've got a nice springboard in them. <laughs> yeah, huge springboard. Literally, trampoline. Literally. Wow. <laughs> um. Okay. Next question. What's like the craziest opportunity you've been given because of social media? Ooh. Well, 
the one that Emma and I went on for New York Fashion Week was crazy. That was definitely by far the craziest one I've had. Yes. We go into this like weird mirror room and freaking Drake, Travis Scott, Virgil, all these like super celebrities come out in this room of like 200 people. And we're like, uh, we're like, why are we here? here? So it was, I mean, people probably saw the videos, but it's, it was like Nike's New York Fashion Week show. And it was debuting the Tokyo 2020 uniforms. Yeah. So, oh, it was crazy though. Like, I And we had like no preface to it. Like it wasn't oh, like, oh yeah, Drake no, and Travis Scott are going to be here. No, yeah. We had no idea what we were walking into. And we walked in and we're like, what is going on? <laughs> they called it the forum. And I was like, are we just going to like watch a discussion or something? <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. It was so crazy though. And so then, but crazy. it's funny because I like tell people that work in Nike now that I went to that. They're like, how'd you get in there? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like guys, don't ask me. I have no yeah, I'm like, I have no answers to that. I didn't even know what I was walking into. Yeah, that Steph was definitely the craziest. Up. That was so wild. Being like two steps away from Travis Scott. I was like, what is yeah. going on? And the hotel was so nice. It was like, it was like a five. They had a Michelin star restaurant inside the hotel. Yeah. It was like five hundred dollars a night for free. I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cool. I just remember going to the show and then seeing Drake, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's Drake. And then, but I like didn't really do anything, and then I saw, and then I saw Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor, and I and I went berserk. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like swooning. It was kind of embarrassing. I was like, what is what is my priority here? You know. I was like Emma. Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> And I like saw Drake, someone I've been listening to since like my early days of having an iPhone. The most like, famous oh, dude ever. Cool. Tyler Cameron from The Bachelor, though. <gasps> Literally. I need to get a picture. I need to get a picture. Please. Yeah. And I like don't fangirl over people. So that's like kind of embarrassing. Like, it was so that. funny watching Emma do this. <laughs> yeah, it was like kind of embarrassing. Like I don't, it was out of my element, but I mean, I'm sick, so. Um, okay. Two questions left. What's your okay. like favorite collaboration that you've ever done? Like either with someone else or with a brand? Ooh, this is interesting. I think that my favorite collab, which I don't know if I would cite it as this, you know, it might be, who knows? But when I was on Ryan Trahan's show, um, oh, he had the yeah. show called Avana. That, yeah. That was so crazy. I was like, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> yeah, and like the show yeah. was talking about like, Ryan had to figure out who was like, I don't even not know who they said they were or like, the yeah, and I was like this... but then I was confused I was like he's definitely he's gonna know who you are <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then he did yeah yeah but luckily it was like the the cast that was voting for who they thought you know yeah was not the person they said they were but it was like the most fun four days of my life where like I was just in this world it was like being at summer camp we couldn't have our phones couldn't have our computers couldn't have anything and so we would just like hang out. We would just go chill in the hot tub, like play soccer all day, record, have fun. And it was just crazy to see the production that we had. Like Ryan really set up a really awesome production and getting to know Ryan at that time was awesome. And like, I don't know, it was just this whole experience that might've been the best four days of my life. Like it was adult summer camp while also playing to win $5,000 and like the highest emotions and stakes and you were like questioning if people or who they said they were and like trying to find flaws in what they said and like you're just playing this giant game for like days like I still have regrets from that show just because I was so emotionally invested I'm like 
And it was like yeah. only $5,000 to win, but I was like, oh my God, like this is the most important thing in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like amazing. if you're immersed in that, then it makes sense. How <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. Yeah. Watching Ryan succeed has been like so cool. Cause I mean, yeah. I, I knew it from the start. Like he just had what it took, you know? For sure. Yeah. And he's genuinely one of the nicest people. Oh, like. he's so nice. Like oh I asked gosh. him to come on my podcast. He's like, of course. And I was like thinking yeah. that, that was a long shot because obviously he's like really famous now. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, he like came on and he's just, he's just so humble and so nice. Yeah. So. He really respects his roots and like I've like had some really interesting conversations with him where I'm like this is like literally one of the best people on this earth like him being famous like if anybody sees him in person like he's like better than who he is on camera like oh he's yeah such an 100% person. like yeah great guy yeah um okay the last question I have is do you have any advice to your younger self Ooh. oh my gosh ah. <laughs> this is a good one um I think that at what point? Mm, dang. I don't know. You have to. You have I don't to know. Dang. Decide. This is a really interpretive question. Could I feel be like yesterday. Yesterday you were younger. <laughs> yesterday, me. Well, maybe like wake up 30 minutes earlier for this. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, same. So, um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, but I think that like to my high school self, I would say that I would probably tell myself to just like keep doing what I'm doing like keep chasing my visions and like always be confident in what I do and just know that you know I'm capable because like I think that a lot of times you know it would be easy to like fail at making a drop shipping company and be like well I guess the the entrepreneurial life isn't for me I mean like I always had this idea of like never working a real job but you know just really like enforcing that like you can do this is pretty cool because I feel like at this point I've realized that most people can do whatever they want in this world. And it's just a matter of like doing it and keeping like persistently putting yourself out there and like sharing your work and making really cool things and like committing yourself super, super intensely to like your projects. Mm -hmm. And then like, you will see success. Like I feel like everybody can see immense success. It's just if you put your head down and grind. Yeah. It's just crazy how much persistence can like play a factor in that. And it just, it requires a lot of patience too. Which For sure. Yeah, it, I think it takes practice over time, but I, I definitely yeah. agree. It's good advice, especially to um, the next generation of content creators. So love yes. that. Yes, um, yes. Cool. Well, this was a good episode. Honestly, like it was just good to catch up because I feel like it it's been so a while fun. since we've had like a uh, conversation and probably since 2020. <laughs> like we had a little phone combo, but you know, we haven't we haven't caught up fully. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, where can people follow you at, even though probably everyone <laughs> follows you but where can they check you out instagram at zach levitt l-e-v-e-t on youtube zach levitt instagram twitter all the socials tiktok just search up zach levitt okay. <laughs> i Sounds repeat it good. once twice but <laughs> yeah hard to keep track of <laughs> uh to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas peace out fellas Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. It was really fun catching up with Zach, and I hope you learned a little bit more about what life is like as a YouTuber, specifically, I guess, in the running space. Now, with younger people being able to profit off their name, image, and likeness, it's going to be really interesting to see who else pops off with a YouTube channel, and I'm excited to follow along. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram at commas over cold brew pod to be up to date or submit listener questions for each episode every week. And yeah, I will hear from you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.